What's up, everyone, and welcome to Raise the Geek, your destination for the biggest geek news and reactions in movies, TV, comics, and gaming. This week, let's talk the best of the Batman. We try to decide what are the best Batman movies and who donned the cape the best. We also talk about the Cowabunga Turtles collection, Gotham Knights getting a release date, and the big DCEU movie release shuffle. And by we, I mean Chris. And um, let's go. And we're back. Welcome, everyone, to episode 47 of Raise the Geek. We are glad you have joined us to talk more Batman. But first, I'm Chris, and I'm here with my buddy Don. How are we doing, man? Chris, what is up today, my friend? I am doing okay. Can't complain as usual. That's um, good. Yeah, One of these days, you're going to jump on here and be like, ugh. Let me lay it on you, man. My life is terrible right now. <laughs> uh but today's not that day thank goodness wonderful yeah man everything's okay just sitting back enjoying this weekend as i tend to enjoy my weekends um i don't know how are you how is everything not too bad not too bad on this end either had a busy crazy week but made it through moving nice. on here like i said getting ready to podcast nice man i actually want to congratulate you you sent out a text recently to uh me and in our little group chat with our other buddy tony saying you just recorded your first commercial for your job you talked about recently or before on the show that you're like a videographer and uh so yeah man that's super cool tell me yeah. a little bit more about it made for a long week of trying to uh get the get it recorded we had a marketing agency who sent us a script so we kind of followed the script and had to do an episode do the uh shoot and then i edited and put everything together and then we had to do a reshoot because there were things that we needed to make adjustments to after we looked at it so it just kind of became a lot so i had to go really quick from novice to expert in commercial making real quick <laughs> so are you like are you like the christopher nolan style director where you're just this booming presence over the entire set and everyone's like oh there's chris and uh or are you like the josh whedon type where everybody just hates you and you yell <laughs> yell obscenities at everybody all day i was wondering long. where you were going with josh whedon i was like oh god no um no, don't no. be don't be like josh whedon. i was about to say if if those if those are my only two choices then yeah i'm gonna go with the booming nolan presence as opposed <laughs> to the uh offending racist one <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, discriminatory no. against everybody. Yeah. yeah, predatory against everybody. No, no, no. I like I said, try to keep things light and we just kind of have try to have fun and get what we need. So but yeah, it was definitely, definitely an experience. And I'm looking forward to doing more. And hopefully we do get bigger, start doing some Chris Nolan like epics for size to geek presents. Yeah. For yeah. for commercials. So we'll see how that all goes. But it made for a good week and very nice, uh, very, very excited. But I appreciate you mentioning that now i have a question for you don yes as we as we said maybe before we recorded started daylight savings this weekend what's your mm -hmm. favorite you like skipping forward or falling back Ooh, you know what it's hard because i always get the two confused like which one is which uh it seems like the logical answer though is the one where you gain whatever whichever one is the one where you gain an hour of sleep 
because they, they always happen overnight. Whichever one where it's like two in the morning, then it's two in the morning again. That's when you that's fall the back I, <laughs> in the fall. Okay. That's how you remember spring forward is in the spring and fall yeah. back is in the fall. See, I just can't. I can never keep those straight, even with that little acronym there. So, yeah, uh, we're about to lose can, an hour, but we get more sunlight because now the sun will be up later. That's fine. And it's happening over the weekend, so I probably won't even notice. When it happens like during the week, you're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah. Uh, and when I had yeah. to work, it really sucked. Yeah, I'd have man. to be at work at six in the morning on that Sunday. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Like I'll, the go extra with, sleep. I'll go with the one. I'll go with the one that gives you extra sleep. That's that's like what it. team I'm on. I like it. I yeah, like man. it. Don, we got a lot to talk about. Lot we do. to talk about we're planning on ranking the actors who have played batman we're talking about ranking all of the batman movies we are still hyped up from watching the batman last week hopefully you've already checked out our review of the batman it is comes in spoiler free and spoiler filled all in the same episode so definitely hopefully at this point you've checked out the batman in theaters and you've now wanted to check out our talk about it. So, but as we were pumped, we still wanted to continue Batman month and keep it rolling. And of course, we just want to uh, rank. That's all the internet wants to do, right? Is what's the best? What's our favorite? What's our yeah, opinion? Man. So we're going to give our opinion. It's the easiest opinion for anyone to have. What's your, what's your most favorite? What's your least favorite? Everyone has their opinion. So we're going to share ours too. We're not going to be left out of this conversation. Uh, and who who doesn't love talking Batman, dude? We we both spoilers. We both loved the latest movie that just came out. So we just wanted to talk a little more Batman, and it might be a little while before we get to talk Batman again because there shouldn't be. Much, well, I won't say that because there is that reboot animated series coming at some point, which I'm sure we're gonna watch. Um, There's no shortage of Batman content, so we'll be talking true. for a long time about Batman. And if you want to make sure you always hear our conversations about Batman, make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast on all social media and podcast services so you don't miss an episode. Hit us up with those reviews on said services. We're always looking for five stars. Helps out the show a lot, and we appreciate each and every one of you for going to your uh, provider and rating us which definitely helps us out if you want to join the conversation hit us up on twitter at raise the geek or shoot us an email at raise the geek at gmail.com ditto everything he just said said it perfectly wonderful it came out better than usual don <laughs> before we get to the batman and yes. the women who love them we are uh, got a lot of video game news that we really need to hit on because we got release dates we got stuff that blew our minds that came out which is the first thing i want to talk about is it was announced the uh ninja turtles yeah that's right the teenage mutant ninja turtles kawabunga collection coming to pretty much every system you can think of and it assembles 13 classic tmnt games by konami and in one incredible package um, it's going to have co couch co-op as well as online co-op HD text te textures to bring mm -hmm. these games up to not current standards, but at least they'll be prettier. It's also going to have pausing, instant save, rewind, all those things that these classic games now have. And Don, I'm going to read you a list of what's in this collection because it's insane that they put this thing together. Are you ready for me to attempt to get through this? I love being a turtle. Yep. Come at me. <laughs> So this in this in this collection is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game, mm -hmm. uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time arcade game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game, 
Ninja Turtles 2 NES game, Ninja Turtles 3 Manhattan Project NES game, Tournament Fighters NES, Turtles 4 Turtles in Time Super Nintendo, Tournament Fighters Super Nintendo, the Hyperstone Heist Super Game Boy, I'm assuming is what SG means. Okay. Uh, Tournament Fighters Super Game Boy, Fall of the Foot Clam Game Boy, Turtles 2 Back from the Sewers Game Boy, and Turtles 3 Radical Rescue Game Boy. And the ones that look like they're going to be online titles is the Ninja Turtles Arcade, Turtles in Time Arcade, Hyperstone Heist, and Tournament Fighters are all going to be online uh, co-op. Mm-hmm. This is an insane collection. It's like every Turtles game in one collection. Just take my money now. Yeah, this is like every game we loved growing up and playing uh losing our minds over playing together throughout the years of our youth yeah uh just just listening to that list i mean i read it before but just hearing it is like oh yeah that one that one even the tournament fighters like the fighting game one play the crap out of that game too yep. uh yeah dude it's gonna be day one day one by 100 like w- without a doubt love all those games the nostalgia is just like tearing at my skin so it's just like i i have to have it gotta have it so what's the first game you would dive into from that list, probably it's it's between the arcade Turtles arcade game and Turtles in Time. I'd probably say, uh, especially if it's like me and you sitting down to play together. I'm gonna play through all of them, but it's like, yeah, those are the ones that scream out at me to play first. Yeah, we um, killed Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. I think we easily put hundreds of hours into that game. How many yeah, times do you oh, think we beat that? I couldn't even count how many times we beat that game. A ton of time, and now you can save the game and like move like turn the thing off and go back to it like you could never do that before on super nintendo and nintendo there was no game saving so this is amazing <laughs> hey there's an entire generation of of our age gamers that grew up with ninja turtles on the nes like the hardest yeah. game ever that were never able to beat that game and now we're all going to be able to go in and game save and game rewind and and cheat our way through it we're finally going to no. see the end of ninja turtles on nes don't be so sure. I, <laughs> I guarantee you that game is still hard as hell, uh, even with the save. Like that, yeah, truly one of the hardest games ever made. Like l- the rage problems probably formed in a bunch of children that they still hold on to this day because of that game and that game alone. Uh, still fun, but way too hard for children back in the old eighties. <laughs> yeah, it'll, it's going to be really to, fun. Can't wait yeah. to jump into Turtles NES game again and see how how far I can get with these new features like i said um, they, they blew my mind with this announce, announcement earlier this week so ready for it they didn't uh give us a release date they just said 2022 and we know we did know that there is like another what is it revenge of the shredder arcade yeah, game that, that's set mm-hmm. to come out that's brand new so i'm assuming they're gonna line these up together right yeah and that's another game that, that we've seen some some footage from that's Got that nostalgia feel, just kind of a little, a little modern update to it, like a throwback kind of game. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one, too. And I saw some things recently from there. You can play as like April and play as Splinter. You've never been able to play as Splinter in any game before. So that's just fun right there. Uh, yeah, man, it's a good time to be a Turtles fan, a retro Turtles fan. Hell yeah. I'm super pumped about that. Um, we, other big news. You sent me a tweet earlier in the week that Gotham Knights got a release date. That release date is October 25th. So uh, you and I just are in time some, for Halloween playing some co-op Batman this this uh, fall, I think, is coming into our future. This is another pretty much day one one, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got to be. For those that don't know, Gotham Knights is from uh, Warner Brothers Montreal Studio. So they're the studio that did Batman Arkham Origins. 
I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but it fell real heavily against the Arkham City and that trilogy that Rocksteady did. Um, and this seems to be a lot of the same style, except there's planning on it being more of an open world action RPG set into a very interactive Gotham City and set for either solo play or with one other hero, which was kind of surprising because I thought it was going to end up being like a four player because that's what they were talking about all the different characters you get to be because in this game you get to be Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, or Robin. So I figured it was going to be a four player squad, but it looks like at least according to their press release, it's solo or one other hero. So it's only two players. It's kind of surprising. It's a good thing I only have one friend, and that's you. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That should sound sad, but I'm I'm just I'm just happy that I don't have to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, like all right, this this will work. No, I'm not that sad. I have some friends, but the only friend who would want to play a game like this with me is you, anyway. Yeah. So that'll work for us as long as it's some kind of two player co op. That's cool. Uh, maybe at some point they'll expand on it and make it a four who knows but starting off two players that's super dope man i don't know i've been excited about that game since it was announced um wb montreal is they made arkham origins and and some people when you talk about the arkham games they kind of put that one towards the bottom but i thought arkham origins was fun uh it kind of it wasn't exactly the same as all the Rocksteady games. You could tell the difference, but it was close enough and fun enough that I have faith in that company to put out a, a good Gotham game. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, super hyped for it. So you get a choice because obviously the story of this one is that Batman's dead. Correct. So then his his team, his family is stepping up to to rid the streets of the criminal underworld of Gotham and clean up Gotham. So now you get Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, or Robin. Which one are you going to be? it's tough man that's a tough choice i always when when asked the question who my favorite dc character is like usually my go-to answer is nightwing because he's batman except just not so serious a little more lighthearted version of batman he Mm -hmm. can basically do anything batman can do uh so yeah but i just love the red hood too just because he's a badass and i just love that that story of him but man i like all four of those characters so uh it's going to be a coin flip and it depends on which Robin they, they probably are going with a uh, Tim Drake Robin. I would assume mm-hmm. if you have Dick Grace in there, it's probably Tim Drake Robin, not Damian Wayne Robin. Cause he'd be like young and a child. So I would yeah. assume that, um, I don't know. It's going to be uh, it's going to be tough. How about you? Uh, yeah. If it was Damian, I could see jumping on Robin. I also <laughs> yeah. can easily see, I mean, a lot of it's going to have to be a gut. Cause I can go anyway. I might end up leaning towards Batgirl Cause I usually always end up picking the, the female. Uh, protagonist yeah, yeah. <laughs> to uh, go through the games because it's always just i don't know always cooler i learned that when i was playing the original mass effect it's just always cooler to pick the female and just yeah, some ass through the universe and great memories doing that with female femme shepherd so i don't wouldn't mind doing it with that girl yeah man and the game we're playing right now horizon forbidden west Aloy is a badass and love playing as her women in game, video games as the characters are always badasses i like being them too so yeah so yeah man it's gonna fun. be it's gonna be a tough choice but no, october 25th we got some time to make the decision and then of course we got plenty of time i'm sure to jump in if it's gonna be an rpg i'm sure we got plenty of time to build up all those characters and i'm sure we'll have fun with it regardless last of the big news that did drop this week was dceu once again we can't stop talking about it don uh because <laughs> they can't stop screwing up <laughs> i know i know uh this week uh warner brothers did announce a whole bunch of movie um shifts release dates i think they're still saying 
pandemic has given them problems, which seems, I don't know, they're the only ones having this problem still. Yeah. Um, but they're moving around. They moved around the Willy Wonka prequel, which no one's going to go watch. They moved around all kinds of other stuff. But the big things were obviously the DCEU. So, Don, the Flash movie, which was set to come out this or no, it was supposed to come out in November, is now coming out June 23rd of next year. That is the biggest push. The Flash uh, Flashpoint. I don't know what they're doing with that. Black Adam shifted to October 21st from I think that was supposed to be August. Um, mm. Aquaman two was supposed to be December this year and it moved to March of next year. And weirder news, Shazam two took Aquaman spot. It was supposed to come out in June of 2023 and it's now moved to December of 2022. So Don, we got three movies moved to almost next year and, uh, Shazam two moved to this year. What is going on over there? And see, man, that's, that's why when they're like, it's a COVID related issue that's affecting all these movies, then how is Shazam moving up? right that doesn't it doesn't make sense how is one moving up and i don't i don't get this man like the flat first of all the flash is cursed that movie's cursed how long how long ago was it that we that that director was like tweeting out images and then by the time we get to this movie it's gonna be like two years later after that it's like dude what is happening and and black adam moving out of a summer spot into what do you say october october is a little weird i'm sure dwayne johnson's not happy about that and uh now, I don't know, man. This, it's, it's very does this, strange. Does this say anything about the quality of these movies that they all took prime? They all got moved from prime like releases. Well, I guess the flash moved to June 23rd. So that made the, it took it from a November winter kind of Thanksgiving season to middle of the summer. So, I mean, does that mean that the movies, they have high hopes for it or because they're, they know there's Batman in it. They saw what this, the Batman's doing. They figured, Oh yeah, we got two Batman. So we can put this in the summer. <laughs> I mean, that's possible. I just think it's just a lack of that or a, a sign that that studio is just, there's so many just internal problems going on. Like the Batman came out this year and that didn't get delayed to anything. So, so now you're saying the next DC movie we're not getting until um, what's the, what's the first one on that list coming? Um, Black Adam isn't coming till October 21st of this year. Right. Yep. So about six months away. I don't know, man. It's, it's very confusing. Like the, the faith I have in that, in those movies dwindles by the day. Yeah. And then just, this, the, this is just there. I can't take anything positive from this. Uh, it just makes my faith in them even less. I would say knowing how decision-making process in movie studios goes. Mm-hmm. What are the chances that the Flash got moved so they can film something with Robert Pattinson? Uh, I don't know. Because you know that's how, I, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home came out, made a bunch of money. Everyone got excited. Now what's everyone want to do? Oh, we want to bring in characters from other, the same franchise. You know, they, they announced the Blue's Clues movies with all the hosts and they're announced. I mean, this is what we're going to see for at least the next two years is, hey, let's bring back all these old characters and put them in new movies with new characters and make a bunch of money because, you know, it worked once. I mean, if they're smart, they won't do that. One, because I don't think you want to tick off Matt Reeves right now after he just gave you a gem of a movie and you want to mm-hmm. keep in that guy's good graces. And he kind of seems like he's set on keeping his world separate from all that smartly. Uh-huh. Like he was, he was even asked a question like, oh, would you consider 
um, uh, mixing Superman into this world with the Robert Pattinson Batman. And he's like, no, that's not something that really interests me. Like, I don't, he's straight up said, and I'm not basically in no certain words that I'm not doing that. I don't, I'm not interested in doing that. So if you're going to take his character that he made and just throw him in this multiversal DC movie, just to capitalize on the, the, you know, popularity of, of that film, I think that would be a mistake. And I wouldn't, I would not, I don't want that. I really don't want that. I a hundred percent agree. I just can't imagine this movie being that good that they felt like it needed to come out in the middle of the summer. So it's like, is it, that bad i think it's just very hard to tell where we're at but once again as you just said my expectations my anticipation my just hype for these movies have never been lower and it gets lower by the day i agree with you on that so well here's here's also the thing in november it was supposed to come out in november right yeah that would have been pitting it against thor because i think thor's a november movie if i'm correct maybe they didn't want to go against thor and then if I think about what Marvel's doing in the summer, um, man, I'd really have to look. But maybe they they feel more confident about what they'd be up against superhero-wise in that month. Because, I don't know, going, going up against Thor is a pretty big task, even for, you know, a movie with Batman in it. But uh, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, at some point, these movies will come out. They keep getting pushed further and further away at some point we'll see these movies and see why they're trying to hide them from us but yeah let's let's talk about the dc universe that is for the most part usually better yes and let's talk about some batman but before we jump into that we want to let you know this episode of raised a geek is sponsored by anchor.fm batman because we talked about our rankings of we wanted to talk about everyone who's played Batman, because obviously now we had Robert Pattinson last weekend join the ranks of all the uh, big actors who have played that character on the big screen um, since 1989. I didn't, we Mm -hmm. didn't really go all the way back to Adam West, but you know, Adam West is Adam West. He's his own, his own thing. He's in his own category along with Kevin Conroy and uh, Will Arnett, Lego Batman there. We're keeping those separate. We're just talking straight up movie Batman. That's what we're going to do here. Right. So of course the question is where does Pattinson rank? Is he was is he the best? Is he the best? Is he the worst? All right. All right, man. We we got an extensive list here. You gotta you gotta kind of go down them in chronological order first to know who we're talking about. You know, we had our two Burton movies to start us off, and that's Michael Keaton. Then we uh saw the end of the Burton era and kind of got into the Schumacher era. So that brought us who? Val Kilmer first and then George Clooney. Yeah. Being the same Batman. Yes, they are the same Batman. That is the the same same universe. Yes, that was just a recast. That was just Val Kilmer not wanting to be in that uh, movie again. Um, So we had those. Then about a decade passed until we saw um, a new Batman for a new era, the Chris Nolan films, who, as we all know, is Christian Bale. He had his three movies. And then... Uh, I guess last but not least, we have Robert Pattinson, who we just been talking about last episode. And now, no, we had another guy in there. I told. I was about to say, you want to forget this one so bad, man. (laughs) I do want to forget this one, but there's a little span in there. We got a little of the Batfleck era with Zack Snyder's Batman, uh, Ben Affleck. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Foreshadowing. But, uh, (laughs) so yeah, we got, we got our six to choose from. So yeah, man, if, if we're. After a lot of thought, me and you both sat and thought about this for a while. Who would be 
the worst in our mind. I think we both agree. George Clooney, we got to put him at the bottom, right? We have yeah, to. You have to. As much as I don't want to, because George Clooney's a cool dude. I, I have nothing against George Clooney. And realistically, he's a solid Bruce Wayne. But yeah. just as a Batman, and I mean, I know, I know so much of it just clearly was the product he was given to be in um, was just, I mean, he was the Batman that pulled out a, a credit card. <laughs> like, I mean, there was no, yeah. there was no hope for him to be successful as Batman. There was none. Just like the close-ups on cod pieces and the the bat nipples that everyone loves to talk about, and just the way it was written. I mean, George Clooney is a fantastic actor. You know, you you've you've seen his movies. We've all seen it. We know he could have done a good job as Batman if given the opportunity to. He wasn't given the opportunity to. It was just bad situation. Uh, his Batman and Bruce Wayne just acted exactly exactly the same as each other. Like there was no difference between the two. Uh, Chris O'Donnell didn't help him at all. Just that whole movie was not great. So that's, I think that's why we both agree. We got to put him at the bottom. You just have to, because I mean, um, it really comes down to the movie he was in. So it does. Now, are we just talking my list here? Cause I, I think our, our choices differ a little bit here. Cause I'm putting Ben Affleck at five. Do you agree? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I put Kilmer at five. Oh, right. Okay. I, we did, we did, we did do that. Or I, we switched that a little bit. Okay. We're in agreement on that. Val Kilmer, we'll put him in. <laughs> we only have one list. We <laughs> I just, you're right. I just want to get to trashing Ben Affleck as soon as possible. Just yeah. kidding. But uh, yeah, Val Kilmer at five is, is an appropriate placing too, I would say, because he suffers from like the same things I think Clooney does just not a great, not a great script or, or place. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just, uh... He's memorable for very specific reasons, and it has to do with the movie. And I think there's a lot of nostalgia that comes into that. But I mean, he did fine, but yeah. it's just, yeah, the Joel Schumacher movies were a product of their time and what they were. And, you know, can't say I don't have fond feelings about those movies just because of, you know, nostalgia. But looking at the list of these people who've played, they just unfortunately, Kilmer has to come in next. Nothing but love yeah, for I think, Val. But. Yeah, I, I I do too. I, I like Val Kilmer, but I think he also suffers too from coming in after Tim Burton. Yeah. Tim Burton's movies and people just being in love with the idea of Michael Keaton being Batman in another movie. And all of a sudden he wasn't. Yeah. And you just had like, who's this Val Kilmer? Uh, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, so that kind of plays into it. Then after that, I now you can do your thing, Don. Do your thing. I've, now I'm now we're putting Ben Affleck. Now it's Ben uh, Affleck at number at four. number four at number four. Yeah. Um, and we thought about it and we feel like this is a fair position for him. Another guy who the potential was there um, from the look of his Batman, which I really liked, you know, ripped straight from the Dark Knight comics from um, Frank Miller. Frank Miller to him being a kind of a grizzled old Batman that we kind of wanted to see that I hadn't seen yet, who'd been a veteran of being Batman for a long time. You know, some of the, the mannerisms worked and you could tell he just, he wanted it to be better than it was. And he's another guy who's just a victim of the circumstances he was placed in. Zack Snyder made a movie with Batman in the title that was not a Batman movie. And then the only other place we got him was justice league where 
Batman versus Superman was just trying to get to Justice League. Yeah. And you just had to throw a Batman in there. So he didn't do any detecting. He didn't fight any of his own villains, really. He just was, you know, everything felt larger than Batman. He's he's trying to share a movie with Superman. He's trying to share a movie with Wonder Woman. Then he's sharing a movie with all these other superpowered beings, fighting other superpowered beings where he stands no chance. He never got a chance to be Batman. Yeah. Um, but me personally, I think we differ on this. I didn't like the way they did his voice. I didn't like that voice microphone. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't understand the huge bat fleck love people seem to have, like Snyder heads all over the world who are mad that the bat universe isn't going to continue. Um, I'm not sad to see, wasn't sad to see it end because I was not a huge fan of Ben Affleck Batman. I'm, I, think it's wasted potential for Ben Affleck. I think he could have been one of the better ones. I think I agree with you that his scripting went there. I liked the way he looked. He was the only one on this list that actually could fill out the suit properly and didn't need fake muscles. Like he was jacked for these movies. Um, he looked good. He moved good. I liked the voice modulator. Um, I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, but I, I really liked what they brought. His look was great. And he was just a very solid Bruce Wayne as well. Like he never, he very could casually step into being Bruce Wayne without feeling like he was trying too hard where all the other ones would step in. And they always had this like tongue in cheek way of being Bruce Wayne, where they were like trying to be moody or trying to be, you know, this, or you could always tell that they were like faking it, but like Ben Affleck stepped in and he was just this suave, you know, he just, he balanced the two so well. And I really, it's just a shame that he didn't get to, like you said, have his own movie. I mean, seeing him go up against, you know, any of his rogues gallery, you know, and Riddler, I mean, anybody would have just been awesome to see him actually have a Batman level story and not get stuck holding a gun next to Wonder Woman. Like, I mean, he just, his story was too big for him. And it's just, unfortunately, once again, circumstances <laughs> pushed him to the bottom of this list. Well, yeah. And that's, that's another thing we were just trashing DCEU and that's, an, this is another thing they did where they should have, they should have came out with a Ben Affleck Batman movie before Batman versus Superman. 100%. Um, you don't introduce him in a, in like a quasi sequel to man of steel, just to make your way to justice league real fast. Yeah. So you guys can get there real quick. Let's what's the quickest route to justice league. Ah, Batman versus Superman. No, make a Batman movie with Ben Affleck first then so I can care about the character. Have him go up against Deathstroke like you wanted to do in, in what would have been whatever, whoever you want to do. Like, make his movie, make me care about the character. Show me that Ben Affleck can play Batman before you just toss him into fighting Superman in a Krypton suit or something. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Just it all just that's that's we'll circle back around to that here in a minute. We will. Okay. Uh, but yes, Ben Affleck was number four. Then we're into our top three, Don. Top three, who we got? Yeah, Pattinson's already doing pretty good, hanging in there. He's already he uh, made the top three. Made the top three. What does that mean? Number three, we're looking at Michael Keaton, Tim Burton, yes. the original Mr. Mom being Batman. He went from Mr. Mom to Batman and freaked out a whole <laughs> bunch of people in 1989 when they cast him as Batman and everyone laughed and said, Really? And we put him at number three, Don. <laughs> we did. But what what is a Batman casting if not freaking people out and people looking at him and saying he can't be Batman? And then all of a sudden they prove people wrong. That's every Batman. That's uh, that's been a, I mean, he started that. It's been 100 <laughs> percent since then. Every time they cast Batman, they always go, really? And, yeah. it, and everyone freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have love for Michael Keaton's portrayal, man. He, he kind of started this 
this whole thing because uh, before then people only really knew Batman as like campy Adam West style. I mean, this is even before the animated series or just, you know, people who yep. read comic books and knew dark Batman, but, but the general public didn't really know. So when Batman 89 came out and it was like a dark uh, gritty style movie, even in the eighties, it's like, Ooh, this is, this is crazy. And, and, you know, he played it, he played it right for the times, whether that, whether or not that movie still holds up, to this day is you know another question i mean it's a movie from 1989 but uh he did a lot of good in there man he 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 means a lot to the character and a lot to people that's why people are excited to see him pop up again in this flash movie coming up like you don't yeah you don't raise that kind of excitement for people if he didn't mean a lot to to fans so uh gotta have love for the og of the batman live action there michael keaton so that's why we got him at number three i'd say Of course, of course. And if he would have been in maybe different types of movies, like I said, it's just product of the time. But he, yeah, he was he was a great Batman and he was a solid Bruce Wayne as well. If you've split the two the part up, um, he got I mean, in that first Batman movie, he spent a good chunk of that time as Bruce Wayne doing his mm-hmm. thing. Um, but he had a good level of detective trying to figure stuff out. He had a good level of uh being brooding and doing so even though he was a little bit smaller than people want him to be he's still like i said he encompasses what everybody tried to at least the bar everyone tried to reach coming into this role after him so i mean he set the bar yeah man he was batman with a dad bod can't beat it can't beat it that's why you got uh, that's why you got uh foam muscles exactly the godfather of foam muscles yeah foam muscles like i said affleck's the only one that filled out that suit and then they gave him cgi they let him move in a CGI uh, way. That's the only way he can move in that suit. <laughs> pretty much. But it still looked pretty badass. Um, number two, Don. Yes, taking us to number two. So now we're down to our last two guys. Oh, my God. So this, uh, this is basically saying where we're at. We're, we're announcing one and two right now. We are. So clearly the last two guys are Robert Pattinson, the new guy on the block, and Christian Bale. Um, and I think we were both in agreement after a lot of thought that christian bale is gonna take number two. Oh, which, which would mean robert pattinson oh my god the new is, kid on the block is number one we agree the best the best batman portrayal we've ever had crazy but uh <laughs> crazy <laughs> i don't know man we'll, we'll start with christian bale he he brought something to the to the role that we hadn't seen uh, before. And he, I think was aided by the fact that it had been 10 years and just the style and uh, way those movies were presented, the Nolan movies, the way they presented Batman as like a real, like a real hero in a real world. And just the way he kind of played it from begins and dark Knight and dark Knight returns. And like, he brought something a little different in each one of those and showed the growth of Batman. Yeah. Um, it was the first really good Batman origin story in Batman begins. And like, he, he just ran with that and did, and, you know, say what you will about Christian Bale, but he's just a guy who's always pretty good in most things he's in. And -hmm. this was no different. Um, You know, I, I beg to differ with you that Ben Affleck was the only guy to fill out the suit. He was a pretty buff dude in that movie too. Uh, So, you know, I don't know. I, I really, I love Christian Bale's performance. Um, you know, you can nitpick some of his things like the way he talked 
every now and then people are going to nitpick that and say, you couldn't understand him. He, he went a little too crazy with the voice, not so much in begins, but once we got to dark Knight, it got a little, a little crazy, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, man. And that's I, I and that's really my biggest thing with him is that voice. Yeah. Like just, I remember starting sitting down in theaters, watching dark Knight, and he walked in, what do we got here? And I was like, Oh God, it's <laughs> like, what's he doing? And it just never stopped. He's like, I'm, I'm not the one wearing hockey pants. Like, what yeah. the fuck did he just say? I can't. <laughs> yeah. And that's where I appreciated Affleck's like voice changer. Cause I'm like, dude, Bruce Wayne has all this money, all this technology. He's got jets that are flying and tanks that can jump to rooftops. But you're telling me he never thought to get a voice changer. He chose to be like, I'm going to talk like this the whole time. No one will know who I am. <laughs> We'll see. We'll we'll talk about them interchangeably then, because we did put Robert Pattinson at number one, and one of my favorite things about him is he has the best Batman voice I've ever heard. Because he wasn't trying to be all gruff and rugged yeah. with his voice, he just spoke in a quiet, measured way where you could still hear him, but it was still like um, intimidating mm -hmm. in a way. Uh, he didn't need to growl his words. He just found a the way I hear Batman talking. That's how Pattinson talked. Yep. 100%. And and that's just why I have him one of the many reasons why I have him at number 1. He had the I mean, we've been through this in our last episode, but it, it bears repeating. He just had the he had everything. He had the walk, he had the the look. He had probably had Yeah, I mean, not everyone loved it, but I think he had the best bat suit. Um just just everything. Everything about him was perfect and this is a good sign, I'd say, for the future of Batman. If, if we already think that Robert Pattinson is the best Batman after that, like, how far are they going to go with him? Like, is he really going to blow everyone out of the water with a, with future movies if he's this good in the first one? If he is able to, because unfortunately, we really didn't get to see it in the Batman. But if he can nail Bruce Wayne. Yes. He would, I think he has the possibility of being the best when it's all said and done because we did i mean obviously bruce wayne wasn't a part of the batman story so we really didn't see he was still pretty much batman all the time whether he was wearing the mask or not he still was batman he never was bruce wayne so we can't like pretend to try to rank his portrayal of bruce wayne but mm -hmm. his batman just over you know overshadowed any yeah. need for that yeah and, and like we said his bruce wayne was there, but it just was a Bruce Wayne that didn't care about being Bruce Wayne. Mm -hmm. So if if a sequel pops up and he cares more about being Bruce Wayne and realizes he needs to be Bruce Wayne, you know, half the time, then then yeah, we'll definitely probably see that uh, come through in the performance. But just everything as bat as far as Batman goes, like oh yeah, one hundred percent best Batman. I don't care what anybody says. Haters be damned. Uh, the, the bat fleck boys are probably going to come after us, but, but I don't care, man. I'm saying it proudly. Robert Pattinson has been our best on-screen Batman. Yeah. yeah. He just, I mean, and of course it comes down to the script he was given and, but I mean, he's still, he's still owned, like you said, the methodicalness of that character is still haunting to watch, to think about of just how awesome he just was of being the detective, trying to figure out what was going on, trying to figure out who he needed to be. Just all of the little things that he did, the looks, the movements. I mean, he didn't even say that much. He just 
still encompassed so much emotion, so much rage, so much stuff without even just by taking his time. Like I said, he's the only Batman who just walked out of the shadows as an introduction. Every other Batman had some quick, scary mm-hmm. horror movie type intro. And Pattinson, nope, he just walked out like a cowboy. Like, yeah, what's up? I'm Batman. Yeah. What you got? Every other one tried to be sneaky and theatrics. Nope. Pattinson just walked out. And to me, I think, I mean, no, Batman's a ninja, but you know, I still, that's how I picture Batman. That's how yeah. I feel like he is when I read the comics. So it's just seeing that brought to life was just awesome. It's just so awesome. I can't wait to see that movie again. You and me both can't wait. It'll be on Disney or Disney. It'll be on HBO Max sooner than we, it ain't coming to Disney. It'll be on uh, HBO Max sooner than we realize. We can watch it from the comfort of our own homes, but I'll be watching it then. 100%. 100%. So to wrap up the March of the Batman, number one, we put Robert Pattinson. Number two, Christian Bale. Number three, Michael Keaton. Number four, Batfleck. Number five, Kilmer. And number six, Clooney. Yeah, I'm good with that list. That seems that seems good. Um, another thing that can change with your mood. But 100%. I'm, I'm totally down with that list. But, you know, we've gotten something, something good from everybody. Um, Oh, yeah. Everyone brought something, some memorable, something worth them donning the cape. Yeah, so definitely cool with it. But Don, now it's time for us to uh, talk about our our favorite Batman movies and how they rank and where the Batman, we think, falls in that. Does the Batman come in at number one like Pattinson or were there better movies as a whole? Yeah, man. We are going to talk Batman, and one thing we both have to admit, and everyone listening has to admit, is just the Batman, it's it's just great to have him in our lives. And whenever a new Batman thing pops up, you got to love it, man. He's a cultural 100%. cultural phenomenon. Anytime any new Batman media, whether it be a new comic book with a new creative team or a new video game or a new animation or, you know, what we're talking about here, movies, just like Batman, you, you love them. It's, it's like the same thing with Spider-Man. Just any, anytime you got anything like that for us nerds, it's like a paradise. So we love Batman and I like, I like talking about him with you, buddy. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's, it's different when you get a movie. It is. I mean, comic books, you can't, I mean, we get a new Batman comic book. It seems like every other week they're announcing some new Batman book. It's true. I mean, <laughs> to get, but movies, you know, we get Batman movies and they vary in quality and, but they're still, still pumped for them. Yeah. It's always exciting. No matter, no matter what, even the ones we don't like, it's still, it's still a Batman movie. So you got to see yeah, it. Dude. You got to be there. Gotta, I was still there day one there. for Batman versus Superman. Absolutely. I left the theater a little different, but it's changed. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. let's uh speaking of Batman versus Superman, let's start yeah. at the bottom of our list. Um <laughs> way we're gonna yeah. break this down because we did have some varying differences of where we place things, but our lists were very similar. So we're gonna break this down by basically starting at the bottom, which are movie are eight and nine. We're going to do the mm-hmm. middle, which is four through seven, and the top Batman movies of one, two, and three. Yep, I like it. Let's get into it. The only section of this list that we matched was number eight and nine, the bottom. Mm-hmm. We put number nine, the worst Batman movie, as Batman and Robin. We did. And then the Schumacher's film from 1997. So it was the last of that run of movies. And then yep. number eight to round out the bottom 
was yell that again batman versus superman batfleck made the bottom <laughs> yeah these these are our consensus uh two worst of the nine i wouldn't say i'm surprised i'm not surprised at this for for you or me like it was a, kind of an easy decision uh we i don't want to like spend a ton of time on it because i don't have much to say about them. uh i mean batman and batman and robin just a fail to me a fail movie uh from from the casting of arnold schwarzenegger and the miscasting of of um uma thurman as poison ivy because i think poison ivy is a cool character and i was like sad to see her wasted in that way yeah uh and has they haven't returned to her yet and we'll be lucky if they ever do again Poison Ivy's an awesome character. Mr. Freeze is actually an awesome character too, dude. He, he like go back and watch some of those Batman animated series things or his Mr. Freeze movie. He's like a very sympathetic uh in, like character that you could really make a cool story to and just to like waste him on the bad one-liners and the And that's the bright, what it was. Yeah, the bright shiny neon lights and the bad bat suits and just top to bottom, man. That movie's just yeah. Yeah, you have a couple drinks and you watch it to make fun of and laugh at. That's about all it's worth. Even Schwarzenegger could have been a solid Mr. Freeze. It was just not that Mr. Freeze. And obviously he has the comedic chops to want to just chill out and deliver those lines. And I mean, it's it's stuck in my head from a nostalgia standpoint of just. But I remember sitting in the theater watching that and just going, Mm -hmm. what is this? Did we see this movie together? We may have. We probably did. I don't know. I I remember watching it just thinking like, this is like a goof comedy. It's just like a a goof. That's just not what I want out of a Batman movie. It was just like, no, when they were knocking ice skates out of the bottom of their shoes, that credit card that we just talked about in the first half when we were talking about Clooney's Batman. Um, And I'm honestly the biggest disappointment of this movie or the biggest fail is Bane. Bane is in this movie. Nobody really thinks about it. And it's not Bane. It's Bane in name only. Yeah, he was he was like a mindless, like brainless. Just, uh, yeah, just uh, the, they basically made him like Solomon Grundy or something, yeah. just like a, a mindless goon who followed Poison Ivy around. And man, what a shame. What a shame the entire movie was. Uh, yep, it's just there to sell toys. I'm sure it worked to a point, but it killed yeah. Batman. It killed the franchise for uh, almost a decade. Definitely did. And then that takes us to our number eight movie, which... Batman versus Superman, which is the only one of these movies that I did have to rewatch because it had been quite a while. I think I'd only seen it the one time in theaters and I was so disappointed then and rewatching it. I remembered why I was so disappointed. (laughs) Um, This is a Batman movie in name only. Uh, Batman's name is in the title, but this is not a Batman movie. This is just a lead into the Justice League. Mm -hmm. Uh, This kind of encompasses my whole entire love-hate relationship for Zack Snyder. He can make a movie that I really like just because it's like over the top and crazy. I'm like, man, that was a good movie. Or he can make a movie that is just so discombobulated and jointed and trying to tell so many different stories at once and like miscastings, uh, uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor, worst casting ever to, to, to just like, I don't know. And Batman in this movie, I mean, we're counting on this list because his name is in the title, but he just got completely lost in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. He didn't really have anything Batman-y to do. He was just there to fight Superman. They basically were just trying to lift 
the Frank Miller stuff from the comics onto the screen somehow in a quick rushed way. And it just didn't work. I didn't buy the fight. I didn't buy Batman's reasons for doing anything he was doing. I mean, the opening scene where he's basically reacting to man of steel was one was cool. I liked that part. Amazing opening. Yeah. The opening was great, but it just went all downhill from there for me, man. Um, I don't know. I just, just don't really like that movie at all. And which sucks because I like man of steel and I feel like the, the, the key, the key phrase here is missed opportunity and missed potential. Like I understand why Ben Affleck wanted to be done after that and his experience in justice league. And we, he never got the chance to actually fulfill what could have been a, a great portrayal. So and um, my my problems, Batman versus Superman, come at the idea that there are glimmers when they really focus on Batman that are awesome. I mean, one of that that scene where he's taken down all those thugs in that warehouse is one of the coolest Batman action pieces ever. Like oh, that fight scene is, is cool. insane. Um, yeah. uh, seeing a little bit more of the brutality of Batman doing some of these beatdowns was really refreshing and just kind of realistic and obviously we got a lot of that with the batman because obviously that brutality came through in this one as well um in the new film but batman versus superman yeah it just was too hampered down by doing too much it just kind of had the spider-man 3 syndrome the amazing spider-man 2 syndrome they just wanted to do too much and with too little time watching the three-hour version they try to clear up a little bit more of that but there's still too much for them to try to do in this one movie and unfortunately batman suffers the most from it he does and you know what circling back to Zack snyder i just thought about this while you're talking say what you will about him he does not understand batman he the 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 core at batman's core say what you will and we quoted the peacemaker speech he had about batman say whatever you want Batman doesn't kill people. Guess what? In this movie, Batman's straight up murdering people. His whole reason for being Batman is because his parents were murdered. He hates guns. He he won't kill. He's never killed the Joker because, you know, even though everyone thinks he should because he has a moral code. Mm-hmm. In this movie, Batman is shooting shooting cars and blowing up these gangsters and just flying away. What so now what makes you, his him better than the people he's trying to stop you're a criminal now you're a murderer like mm-hmm. Zack snyder doesn't get batman and that just like kills the entire thing right there for me like okay man i know you want to make some big movie where there's explosions and everything's flying around all over the place but you just made batman a murderer therefore it's a avoid idea um i don't know and that just that's just all but that added with everything else we just said is why we got to have this movie where we do yeah 100 it's just there's Way too much, way too much going on. Too many cooks in the kitchen over at Warner Brothers and we're still seeing the repercussions from that. I guess we got Ben Affleck's Batman one more time in Flashpoint. He says it's a good closing for that character. We'll see where we get or what we what we do with that. Hopefully, maybe once again, that's still just a story that's bigger than Batman. So yeah, yeah, he'll he'll never truly get his chance to show what he could have done. So yeah, I would have loved I honestly would have loved to see that that. uh Deathstroke movie. Yeah, it would have been cool. I really think that would have been cool. All right, so let's jump to the middle of the list. Nothing wrong with any of these movies. They just fall in the middle. Yeah. This is where Don and I did differ. We got the same movies in different places. We do. So you want to read? You going from bottom up? You want to talk about yours? And Well, like you said, we do have the same four movies in here. 
So in like no particular order, we do have Batman 89 and Batman Returns in here. Mm -hmm. And we also have uh, Dark Knight Rises and Batman Forever. Yeah. So that would that would kind of make our middle ground right here. Yeah. Um, For me personally, and there could be percentage points between these that separate 100 percent. I think that's kind of why they fill up the middle. But for me, if I'm going bottom to top, I'd say Batman Forever 7, Batman 89 at 6, Dark Knight Rises at 5, and Batman Returns at 4. I know you do differ a little bit. Where where are you at with those four? Well, I throw Batman Returns at number 7, Batman Forever at 6, Dark Knight Rises at 5, and Batman 89 at 4. Yes. Okay. So we're not, I mean, we're, we got a few differences in there. The um, biggest is returns. You've got returns at number four where I got it at seven. Okay. Well then tell me why Batman returns is on your lower tier of this middle. And then I'll tell you why it's for me a little higher or it's on the high tier for me. For me, I think with Batman returns, I just, that was just never my movie. Like I didn't mm-hmm. like it when I watched it as a kid. It was just too, too much, too Tim Burtony, and I just didn't feel it. Um, just the innuendos, and it was a, a spark, you know, a very violent jump, you know, it with was. things. I mean, Batman was blowing people up with dynamite in this one. Um, <laughs> another killer Batman. Another maybe. killer Batman. He was just blowing people up, and it just was a weird movie. And yes. it just, I just, it just didn't fall into my thing as a kid. So I just never. When I watch, when I go back and watch it today, I appreciate it a lot more. But it's still one that I always kind of are like, eh. as an adult, I think I appreciate it more than as a kid. But it's still just, when it comes to Batman movies, it's just not one I go to. I gotcha. No, those are valid, valid reasons. I have the same reasoning as you, but I think that's why I put it high because it was so weird mm-hmm. um, and different. And I appreciated Tim Burton's when it felt like that movie they tim burton got to take his the reins off a little bit yeah like batman 89 was the movie that the studio said here's batman make this movie and that movie was so successful that they kind of gave him cachet to do what he wanted yeah. for a sequel and he did yeah. and so me being a fan of his you know from from you know um beetlejuice and edward scissorhands and i, I like the nightmare before christmas movies i just like his style like pre when he got obsessed with johnny depp but um (laughs) like early tim burton i just love those movies so i i his the way his style just oozed through in that movie to me more so than 89 is why i liked it i loved what he did with gotham city in that way for some Mm -hmm. reason and it's like a christmas movie it's like a christmas batman i just love this the way the snow was and his gotham wasn't super not as goofy as it was going to get, but it was just a little more playful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. I, I like, and I agree with you. That's the, the performances were a little crazy out there. Like the penguin maybe is a little, was a little too out there, but I still can appreciate the DeVito performance. Um, I think Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman was awesome. I still like it to this day. Uh, I don't know, man. And I feel like, Michael Keaton grew in his role a little bit more than in from Batman 89. Yeah. And Christopher Walken's in it. I mean, come on, he's the true villain of the damn movie. So come on, anything with Christopher Walken, I got to love. I know. And, so, and like I said, 
every time I watch it now, I always think, man, this is good. I should watch this every Christmas. And then I just never do. So it's just always is at the bottom. That's probably going to be the one I end up going and watch out of this conversation. I'll be like, we'll go watch Batman Returns again. And who knows? But when I wrote yeah. the list out, I put it at number yeah. seven. <laughs> yeah, I just the the weirdness of it is something I just like. And it's just got that Burton aesthetic to it. So I don't know. That's why I still have a lot of love for that movie. Um, and I do have it over Batman 89, which I put at, I have that at four and 89 at six. I think you have 89 at four. Okay. So we're a little different on that. Now I got a ton of love for that movie too, because it introduced us to this whole, this whole, we'd have, we'd have no list if it wasn't for this movie. Like it's the Godfather of Batman. Um, my thing, why it's a little lower is just, I don't feel it still stands up too much. And we'll get into this clearly when we talk top three. Um, but Batman Joker is like the ultimate, the ultimate showdown through all medias, mm-hmm. you know, of anything. When you think hero versus villain, what's the first thing people are going to say? Yeah. Batman Joker. Yeah. And it may suffer a little bit from at this point in my life now, I've seen the ultimate Batman Joker showdown. So when I look back at 89, it's like, oh, well, that was there too. But man, it, it wasn't as good as it could have been. You know what I mean? And I have a thing with Jack Nicholson too, where every movie of his is just, he's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I still have a lot of love for that movie. Like it's an, it's an innovator. Yeah. So. And I think for me, it's, it's that nostalgia factor. Like that was such a big moment of like my childhood and just like, I loved that movie and had the lunchbox and had just, I mean, I was Batman and I watched it so many times and just so much with that movie watching it as an adult. I wa- I did watch this one earlier in this week when I couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. And I mean, yeah, as a movie, I mean, it's obviously Michael Keaton spends a lot more time as Bruce Wayne, Batman. I think yeah. he has third casting of this movie. Um, this movie was really the Jack Nicholson, Kate, Kim Basinger sure. movie. I mean, they were built above Keaton, I believe. And it well, I at least know, I at least know Nicholson was for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if Basinger was either. And if not, she was right there. I mean, regardless, she was the one that took up more screen time and more story development than Batman. So, I mean, right. looking back at it from a, you know, a movie standpoint and thinking of it as a Batman, yeah, it probably doesn't hold up, but you know what? nostalgia sometimes is a bitch yeah. and <laughs> yeah it it's the same reason of- it's the same reason when we had our spider-man conversation why i still had so much love for the toby Maguire spider-man it's like yeah. you can't get past that nostalgia you can't of it yeah i watch those movies now and i'm like god i don't like toby Maguire, and he was a bad at this and he was bad at that but man the movie was still so good <laughs> yeah definitely. because it's tied to all those memories and those things i mean you can't you can't always be completely um, unbiased when it comes to that so we did have forever in here you and i were pretty close with that i think for forever just as a quick thing was i mean i put it a little higher just because of the fact once again nostalgia like that was Mm -hmm. that was a big peak movie that was an event movie and i remember sitting with you watching kiss you know uh kiss from a rose music video how many times did we watch that video just to see clips from that movie before it came out i mean how pumped were we for batman forever like, I mean, have you ever been more pumped for a movie than you were Batman Forever back Here's in the day? The Chris, when, when, what year did Batman Forever come out? 95. You, okay, 95. If podcasts were a thing, 
1995 and we had our little raised a geek podcast going in 1995 <laughs> yeah. with our little 13 year old selves i'd be on there saying batman forever this is the greatest movie i've ever seen in my entire life it's the best thing i have all the cups from mcdonald's i do riddler impressions and i kick the cane and i think this is the best thing that i've ever seen i remember uh, you with the walking stick and you'd kick it and do the joke or the riddler manure god i remember that i did i'd kick the cane <laughs> i had all the collector's cups from mcdonald's yeah you did um this was the greatest movie i'd ever seen when i was yeah. 13 years old 100 uh super just a lot of fun and i just had a lot of fun now looking at it with my adult eye as a nearly 40 year old man i just think a little bit differently of it um mainly just because of the movies we've had that have come after it so looking back at it now i can say yeah you know the movie was fun then but trying to watch it now cringy parts jokey and it was just the shift from tim burton to joel schumacher i think which was a little jarring just that it was such a different more colorful world and just i don't know the, the story there wasn't super strong and jim carrey his performance say what you will about it i mean he was good at what he was asked to do but i mean it was just a joker impression and then you have you have uh oh, it was it was jim carrey Right. That was just was Jim Carrey one. doing Jim was, Carrey right. at 1995. You know, that was right after Ace Ventura 2. Like, I mean, that was just Jim Carrey being Jim Carrey and his shtick. I mean, hasn't yeah. aged well. Go back and watch those Ace Ventura movies. Yeah, they're funny in their own nostalgic kind of way. But I mean, are they really? Yeah. It, like it that, just, that shtick gets old as you get older. <laughs> yeah. And just, just goofy. It just, it was just goofy, man. And like, Tommy Lee Jones as Two Face. He knew no, he didn't he didn't portray the character as Two Face at all. He was he could have just been a henchman to the Joker. Just like they're both laughing and cackling through the whole thing. It's just like okay, yeah. There's no. It wasn't a character driven movie at all. Like nothing about it. It was just like a however long two hour just colorful punch in the face with Batman swooping around every now and then just kicking stuff. So um, again. I do enjoy it for its nostalgic reasons. Loved it as a 13 year old. Just now it doesn't hold up as well. So that's, I, that's kind of why it deserves its place right here in the middle. hundred percent. So, and to finish up the middle here, dark Knight rises, the finale mm. of Chris Nolan's trilogy, Christian Bale's Batman. Why does it fall out of the top for you? Why do, well, I don't, yeah, it's, it's it's because the competition is starting to get fierce to get to reach those top three. Sure. And if, you, if you're doing your math deduction skills, you can tell that we do have two of Nolan's movies in our top three. So um, I would say it's not a far-fetched idea to say this one is the weakest of the three. Um, and that could be for a lot of different reasons but you know i know you you just watched this movie recently and you brought today. up the edit today <laughs> you watched it today just to like reintroduce yourself to it but there's a lot of there's a lot of missteps in there um some editing problems length um confusion throughout the entire movie and i don't know it, it just it just doesn't it's not as good as the ones we have in the top three but it's still a damn good movie to me i think it did cap off the trilogy in a decent enough way where I can look at that trilogy and be like, damn, dude, that's a good trilogy. 100%. Um, 
the third movie may not be as strong as the first two, but uh, I love Tom Hardy's Bane performance. I think that was a say what you will about the way he spoke. I loved it, even though I couldn't always hear it. But I think looking back at it now, it's kind of an underappreciated performance he gave. 100%. And um, Anne Hathaway's Catman was good enough. And I don't know. <laughs> what I say? Catwoman. You said Catman. <laughs> Anne Hathaway's Catman. Cat, is there a Catman? Not in not in Batman world, but uh, her, her performance was fine. And I don't know, just all in all, it was a fun movie that I, I can still watch to this day and still have fun with. Um, but yeah, it, it just isn't good enough to crack our top three, I'd say. 100%. I watched it today. There was a lot, there's a lot going for this movie. I really like it. And honestly, for the longest time, when you ask me, you know, to rank the nolan trilogy it usually goes begins rises night and that has nothing to do with the quality of the movies but i i love the fact that rises was a, felt more like an actual sequel to begins and i thought those two went so well together so i thought it was a good bookend to their story bringing back the Ra's al ghoul of it and just all of the way that they tied all of that stuff in with bane super cool tom hardy yeah phenomenal performance of being bane and compared to what we were just talking about with robin and the kind of the brain dead henchman bane i mean it was just more of what bane is you know bane just and even the voice worked for that character um i can picture bane talking like that and he has an accent even in the comics you could tell he has an accent what it sounds like i don't know but yeah. it was cool with tom hardy's thing and just the epicness of it i mean i still got emotional watching the end of this movie today just i mean it, it's a powerful movie i think the biggest thing is just the length and the, the editing it just i feel like they had too much of a movie and they were forced to cut it down if we got a chris nolan cut of dark knight rises i bet you it could be phenomenal, but it just, the movie jumped around. It felt like a clip show, like scenes were just jumping around and you were just like, wait, did I miss something? And it just didn't feel something about it. It's just off in that way of, in which the story's told and it's just confusing sometimes. And just kind of, you know, question mark pop above the head, you know, metal gear solid style. Like I think I heard something around the corner. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I, I, I can, there. I can agree with all that. And the ending kind of felt, pushed together and forced really quick with like the the weird reveal that she's talia and then um you know joseph gordon levitt becoming like is he the next robin all of a sudden for some reason like all right we didn't have to do all that you know what i mean some of that stuff just kind of felt pushed in there all together is a great movie and i'm with yeah. you the the voice the voice i hear still in my head when i'm reading bane comics like through that whole tom king run every time i was reading bane yep. i was just hearing like people of gotham like yep. just like that's exactly what i heard the entire time 100%. so that's bane's voice to me i don't care it, it is <laughs> it's it's good for him kudos to him for creating that to now i can't read that character in comics any other way on the other voice it's a fun voice to try to do i feel like all yeah. day i've been doing that i've been like i want jesse mike's um, <laughs> everyone's got their brain for lunch i'm hungry what are we eating <laughs> exactly my other uh, thing that came out of this movie today because of chris you have to watch chris nolan movies with subtitles now because you can't hear anything you know sure. I don't, you know you just have to we all know this now so i'm watching this movie with subtitles and i get to the scene when the scarecrow has court and he's sentencing uh, all the cops and gary oldman's there right and Gary Oldman says something and I started laughing because the subtitles thought they got it wrong. And then I was told I was wrong and I want to know what you think. But he, okay. but Scarecrow was like, 
you guys are going to be exiled by death. And Gary Oldman said, if you think we're going to walk out there on that ice, you got another think coming. Okay. And I was like, think coming? Thought it was you got another thing coming. What do you think that phrase is? It's think. It's always think? <laughs> it's always been think. I've always thought it was another thing coming. Like, you got another thing coming. Never knew it was Ooh. think. I got news for you, buddy. You've been wrong your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I have been wrong my whole life. Um, so I because, was, man, subtitles. Because think about it. He says, if you think, and then it's saying, you got another think coming. Yeah, it oh, makes sense. Chris. It blew my mind. It blew my mind today. <laughs> I was hoping to blow yours too, but instead you just called me an idiot. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's okay. All right, let's move to the top of our list. Yes. Top three. We top three. Top three. Don, we know what movies are in them. Our orders are a little jumbled. Mm-hmm. Where are we going with this? All right, man. This is just like the middle where these can be separated by percentage points. 100%. When it, when it really comes down to it. For me, if I'm saying my top three Batman films, I got to go three Batman Begins, two The Batman and number one for me, and still reigning champion, Dark Knight. Um, I said what I said. <laughs> Where do you stand, buddy? I think mine is worse. I'm going to get more shit than you are. Um, number three, I put the Dark Knight. Number two, yeah. I put Begins. And number one, I did put the Batman. That was how I put it. Oh, my God. He did it. Did it. I did it. Um, once again, percentage points. And you ask me tomorrow or if I watch Dark Knight now, it could all yeah. change. But um, that's, that's, that's how I felt when I wrote out the list. Yeah, man. Listen, I don't blame you. It's fine. Um, like we said, percentage points. Could be that new car smell. You know, you just... Yeah, dude. Fresh, Recent, there. Recency, recency Recent, bias is a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, we just saw it. It's fresh in your mind. Like you're you're watching it. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. And I did. I mean, when we did our last episode talking about the Batman, I'm sitting there glossing over, like gushing over the movie, like basically talking. This is great. I love this. This could be the best ever. But I sat down and reasonably thought about it for a while and said, okay, is it really my favorite? And then I started thinking about why I like the dark Knight and why I've said for years that it's one of in my top favorite movies, period, not just Batman movies, like one of my favorite movies of all time, you know, behind groundhog day or whatever else <laughs> is my favorite. has to be behind but, groundhog day. But, but, but um, and I started thinking about why I have not had a chance to rewatch this, rewatch the dark Knight in between episodes, but I've, you know, I've seen it 20 times. Um, to me, man, just that movie, that movie just did so much for me as a fan of Gotham city world, Batman world, even though it's like an ultra realistic Gotham that, wasn't as comic accurate as the movie we just saw, but everything I loved, everything in that movie, I just loved from beginning to end. Um, and it mainly, I can honestly trace it to just what I talked about earlier with Batman 89 is just the Batman Joker thing. Mm -hmm. Um, when you think Batman Joker is just top of mind right after him. Um, and if you could make a, movie where it's them two going against each other and it just feels right 
then it's like a recipe for success. And I, I don't think, I don't think the Batman versus Joker thing will ever be done better than what was done in this movie. Uh, the performance of Heath Ledger is still one of my favorite performances of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, supporting role, main role, whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter. Like that dude just killed that and played Joker like the way I've wanted him to my entire life. Uh, it still remains like a monster powerhouse performance that I still think about. So just for that main reason, like I cannot say any Batman movies ever been better because just be for that reason, um, he played Joker like unlike anybody ever has or will probably do just like a chaos agent madman the way I've always imagined Joker being and for that reason I just can't place any movie over it I just can't I can't do it <laughs> Um, I don't know you have it at number three though I do why Chris why it's, it's a phenomenal movie <laughs> I just um I, for whatever reason, have always struggled with putting it above Begins. I love Begins so much. Like, that really is just really good. And for a while on my list, I had Begins at number one. Like, and I watched that one in the last week or two. I think I watched that one before I watched, went and saw the Batman. It's just, I mean, I texted you. That movie is just still so damn good. Like, everything about that movie um, just was everything that I wanted at that time. And, and then watching it now, what, 15 years later, what year was that? That was 2005. So we're already, what, 16, 17 years later? It's yeah. still just, man, it's just such a damn good movie the way that they put everything together with Begins. And I've always struggled to even put The Dark Knight above that just because it was the sequel and it was there. And like I said, I loved everything about it. But for whatever reason, I just always clung to Begins of that trilogy more. And then with The Batman coming out, it's just that the comic bookness is really what got me is just seeing the detective side of it, um, seeing everything that they did to build this world up and have this darker Gotham have, like I said, that comic book detective, just everything that they did in that movie with the, the tone and the, I mean, it was just so damn good. The music, I mean, just everything about it was just, I guess, new and refreshing and, you know, newer is always better, man. So <laughs> no, I hear you. It's just, I hear you. it's just one of those things that for whatever reason, the dark night is just, I love that movie. I take nothing away from it, but for whatever reason, it's always behind begins for me. And if I'm not going to put begins at one, then dark Knight's going to be three. No. Yeah, dude, I totally get it. And I, I don't know. I just think begins is good. I really love begins and it was perfect for what it set out to do, which was being a Batman origin story. Mm -hmm. I don't think you could have told a Batman origin story better and probably won't, but something about the dark Knight is just like, all right, now we're in this world. And I look at the movie as a whole, it was just like, it's a filmmaking like masterpiece. It's a masterwork of filmmaking from the beginning opening scene to the shots, to the music, to the, to the, um, just, I don't know the way it made me feel. I, I can't, I can't put anything above that. And the Batman got damn close and is is really damn close and does that mean the batman is one of my favorite movies ever made too maybe it does um that that movie is just accomplishment and it give, it gives me hope for what's coming next so like if they can get that far with the first matt reeves batman what the hell are they going to do in a second one can that like surpass the dark knight maybe it can if this first one can be that good were there moments watching the batman where you thought this is the best batman we've ever seen 
there were there definitely were and a lot of it had to do with you said it right there is this the best batman movie i've ever seen because yeah. it is the batman movie where batman is the star of the show um i love the dark knight but let's face it that is heath ledger's movie yeah and christian bale's batman is kind of you know second fiddle to him the batman is this movie's all about batman dude if you love Batman, this is like a love letter to you. Yeah. Um, right. Everything, everything going on in this movie is, you know, his story and he's in every scene and he's Batman all the time. Uh, so as far as like that, if that's the question, then the, yeah, like I definitely thought that this could be the best Batman I ever seen. Um, but I just can't, I can't, I can't in good conscience, put it over the dark night. It's, it's, I don't know. I stand by it. And you know what? We'll get done recording here and I'll be like, oh, maybe I should put on the Dark Knight again and watch it again. It's been a couple of years. And then I'll be like, oh, my God. Um, yeah. Just for whatever reason, it always just I watch it. I love it. And then out of sight, out of mind for whatever reason. So I don't know. Maybe it just gets too much hype and I'm stubborn. Maybe. I don't I do, know. I, I mean, do fall I don't into that curse of. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with either of these three saying they're your favorite Batman movie because they all bring something different and good to the table um so yeah huge fan of all three all three are super rewatchable and would be for for years to come to me um yeah man so it's just kind of like pick your poison which one but um it's safe to say that these are definitely the top three batman movies we both agree and 100%. we're lucky to have them we are lucky to have them 100 percent. and i like as you said as you just stated i can't wait to see what what matt reeves is going to do with batman 2 whatever whatever that ends up being called um yeah i just i can't imagine where he goes i i think his dark knight's coming and i think we're in for a treat if that's what we if got coming dark, next yeah. if we got another yeah. dark knight level film tour de force coming our way which i really feel like the possibilities there so hopefully he's given full reign to do what he wants to do yeah if the batman was his intro and just like stepping his foot in the water now that world is established and now he can go out there and do whatever the hell he wants with that character dude we're going to be in for for something special so uh hopefully it comes sooner rather than later absolutely i cannot wait to start talking of getting all the the news drips of the batman 2 and where they're going with that i'm pumped up for april 19th to watch the batman again on at home in the luxury of my own house um, I can't even say there's not a chance I sneak out to the theater to see it again because I just I really want to see it again. So I can't wait to I can't wait to dive back into that world and see once again, list could change after I watch it again or after I watch The Dark Knight again or any of these things. But this is where we fell today while we were recording. Definitely, man, it was it was kind of fun revisiting some of these movies in our minds and kind of ranking them. Like we said, one through nine, there's there can be something said good about all these movies even batman and robin i mean you had alicia silverstone eh. but uh <laughs> you can find something to like about all these movies and it's just fun to be able to watch nine different batman movies so um yeah man that's kind of where number stand. 10 exactly well unless you count the flash is that gonna be number 10 we get two batman no, no we left that out and we left justice league out we're not counting those that's true they're not batman movies exactly at least as far as we're aware. What about Batgirl when that comes out? That was supposed to come out in December of 2022. What are the chances that gets delayed here in the next? Oof, right. That has, that's supposed to have Michael Keaton in it. 
So clearly it's going to get delayed, right? Yeah, probably so. It'll follow the DC trend. They love screwing us fans over. But we got so much more content coming your way. So make sure you like, subscribe, and follow this podcast everywhere you can so you don't miss an episode. You want to join the conversation, as we said in the beginning, hit us up on Twitter at RaiseTheGeek or shoot us an email at RaiseTheGeek at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us this week. So for Raise the Geek, I'm Chris. And I'm done. And thanks for checking out the show. Where geek is all we speak. <laughs>